Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. What's up, everybody? You are listening to another episode of Life in English. I'm your host, Tony Kaizen, and I'm so happy to say this podcast is coming to you from Sao Paulo, Brazil. You know what I'm saying? The first international podcast. The first podcast being done overseas. You know what I'm saying? Super excited to be here talking to you today. Uh, I know it's been a while. Maybe two or almost three weeks, I think, since the last podcast. So uh, sorry for my absence. I've been ripping and running. and You know what I'm saying? And if you don't know, ripping and running is like it's an expression that means i've been very busy i've been going here i've been going there i've been doing this i've been doing that you know i've been ripping and running all over the place you know um these past like this past week and a half you know because my last few days in atlanta my plan was to record a podcast but i procrastinated on some other things that i needed to do in in relation to my trip so i had to spend time doing that and giving classes and just hanging out with the family. So, uh, yeah, I, I didn't make the time for it. But I'm back at you. I'm back with you. You know, so in this podcast, man, um, really my only plan is just to give you a quick update on what's been going on with me and then uh, talk to you a little bit about my travel experiences until now because I was in Atlanta. Let me see, today's Wednesday. So last, a week ago, I was in Atlanta, arriving in Miami, or going to Miami, I should say that, and then I spent three days in Miami, and then on Saturday, uh, just past, I arrived in Sao Paulo, you know, so this is day five already, bro, day five in Sao Paulo, and I just want to tell you a little bit about my travel experiences, man, and, um, you know, get back in touch with you, you know what I'm saying? cool so um first one of my one of my uh students friends reminded me that in one of my last podcasts i think about goals i mentioned to you my goals for july 2019 and that i said at the end of july i was going to share with you 
you know, my progress or how much I actually got done. So um, I'm not very proud of this, but I'm a man of my word, so I got to share this information with you. So let's go back over the plans for July 2019. All right. Um, Oh, before I get started, before I get started, I forgot. You're probably going to hear a lot of noise during this podcast because I'm in the middle of the city, the fucking mega city of Sao Paulo. And um, if you know anything about Sao Paulo, you know that um, there's a lot of people and a lot of commotion pretty much all day, every day. So you're going to hear cars passing by on the street. You might hear kids playing, people talking. But, uh, you know, I'll do my best to speak closely to the microphone or to stay close to the microphone. So the main thing you hear is my voice. All right. So my goals for July 2019. Um make at least two videos per week for the youtube channel i did that record a podcast every week i did not do that i recorded a podcast i think three out of four weeks in july because i didn't do it last week um finish the book the slight edge i told you about um i highly recommend that book again the slight edge by jeff olson do a quick google search you can find it on amazon barnes and noble pretty much any international uh store i recommend amazon because i think amazon is available in most countries um so i finished that book and i plan to do a podcast about that book but the problem is i didn't bring that book with me to brazil um because i wanted a book to read on the plane and also just a book to read during my free time here in brazil so i bought a book that i haven't finished yet you know i didn't want to only bring the slight edge having just read the slight edge you know what i'm saying Um, So I bought How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Uh, Also another book I recommend, even though I haven't finished it yet. It still gave me uh, a different perspective on on communication, relationships, you know, and how to win friends and influence people. I think the title describes very well the content of the book. But anyway, uh, finalize all plans for the trip to Brazil. I did that. Um, plan a workshop or meetup in Sao Paulo. I haven't really done that. I have like an idea of what I want to do. I still need to find a venue and figure out, you know, what exactly we would do in this workshop or this event. So I can't say that I've achieved that goal. I didn't do it. Not yet. Uh, Finish a 1000 piece puzzle. I started and I didn't finish because man, let me tell you what really happened. I was I had the puzzle on this big table and I separated all the pieces by color, you know, because it makes it so much easier to put a puzzle together when you separate it into sections, put those smaller sections together and then put the bigger, you know, take those smaller sections and put them together to create the bigger picture. Right. So I had all these pieces in in little groups on the table. And then my mom and my my nephew come home and I, I guess I can't remember where I went, like to the store or something like that. And apparently my nephew wanted to work on his puzzle. So my mother took it upon herself or she took the liberty of, uh, how can I say, she just moved all my pieces to the side, you know, mixed them all up in this big mess, basically just undid all the work I had done. And uh, when I came back home and saw that, I kind of just was like, fuck it. You know, I felt demotivated and um, I decided not to do it. So I did not achieve that goal either. And then the last goal on the list was 
develop and implement a plan to be a physically and mentally healthier man. Did not do that. Not completely. Um, the mental health part, I can say I did just because I've kind of made uh, daily meditation a part of my routine. You know what I'm saying? In the morning, shortly after waking up, and then at least once or twice again during the day. You know, whenever I get, even if it's just a minute or two minutes of downtime or time to relax, just meditate for a minute to bring myself back to center, realign myself. You know, I highly recommend that you try it. It really makes a difference in your ability to focus, your ability to deal with stress. I mean, there's so many benefits to mindfulness. Uh, I really want to get a friend of mine um, on the podcast to talk about mindfulness because she really studies and works with this stuff. Um, But she uh how can i say i still have some convincing to do um got all if you're listening i want you on the podcast all right uh so yeah out three out of seven goals for my month i mean for the month of july i achieved which is less than 50 percent, which is fucking terrible but it is what it is i'm not ashamed to say it but i'm also not proud to say it you know what i'm saying so now that we got that out the way um I recently, I think it was this morning, I made my list of goals for August, but I have a lot to talk about in relation to travel experiences and stuff like that, so I won't waste too much time talking about goals for this month, but just know, every month, um, from now on, my plan is to write my list of goals for the month, and then each week, I write goals for the week, and I highly recommend you do the same, um, just because it, like I talked about in the podcast about goals, um, it really just helps you remember what's important to you. You know what I'm saying? Like we we're so busy um, during the day, during our week, during our lives that we kind of forget things that we told ourselves we wanted to do, things that we told ourselves we wanted to achieve. You know, so if you don't have it constantly in your face, it's easy to forget. You know, um, so you kind of have to make your personal goals and priorities. You kind of have to find a way to keep them in your face the same way like Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and Twitter manage to keep themselves in your face with notifications and posts and and all this other stuff. You can really do that with your phone. If you have a smartphone, and most people do, if you have a smartphone, you can program your phone to remind you to do the things that are important to you. It's very simple, you know? So, now... I want to talk about, give me a second, pull up my, I wrote some notes for this podcast, so give me a second. Uh, We talked about goals from July. Um, Oh, yeah, just really quick. Like I said, I haven't recorded a podcast in like two or three weeks. And um, one thing I just noticed reflecting on my time these past, you know, seven or eight days is that I'm always on the move, man. Like recently, I'm constantly moving to a new place, like in 2018 i moved from irvine california to dallas texas i stayed there for six months and then i moved i mean i went to atlanta georgia for two months and then miami for three days and now sao paulo for three months you know so for the past like two or three years i'm constantly just moving man and one of my fears not a fear but one of my concerns i guess is that constantly being on the move like it's really hard to 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 plant roots somewhere you know what i'm saying like there's a reason that trees don't walk 
there's a reason that trees don't ever move because you you have to their their roots need to be planted firmly in the ground for them to grow so i use that analogy when i think about myself as a person and i feel like if you want to grow you need to plant roots somewhere and and be able to put enough time and energy into yourself and just focus on growing but at the same time i feel like you grow a lot when you travel and go to new places step outside your comfort zone and you have new experiences and meet new people and learn new languages so i'm always divided man like it's great to be on the move but it's also not so great for multiple reasons you know like you sometimes you leave good friends behind in these cities that you visit or you know like i said you miss you miss people or you miss places or you miss foods you miss feelings that you get from being in certain places you know and um it's harder to create stronger connections with the people in the places um that you that you get to know you know what i'm saying but at the same time every time you go to a new place or you meet new people or something like that you're stepping outside your comfort zone which you know almost automatically expands your comfort zone which makes you a better person you know what I'm saying? So I guess it's about like everything in life, right? You got to find a balance. And I'm trying to find that balance now. And I think, like I said in the last podcast, that's kind of why I prefer to travel slowly over longer periods of time. Visit one city for at least a month, you know, and then go to somewhere new. But to be, you know, to do a trip around like Europe, for example, visit 20 cities in, in 15 days or some crazy shit. That's not my style, you know? Because it's such a shallow, like, superficial experience, in my opinion, you know? But anyway, that was just a, a reflection that I wanted to share with you. Yeah. So, yeah, man, uh, last Wednesday, I flew from Atlanta, Georgia to Miami, Florida. And that flight is only, like, two hours, man. It's really quick and easy. Um, I got to Miami in the morning. And I told you in the podcast about um, how to plan your trip abroad. I told you about couchsurfing.com. Okay. It's basically like Airbnb, but it's totally free. Um, And a lot of people aren't too comfortable with the idea of staying in a stranger's house for free, sleeping on their floor or their couch or in a bed or something like that. You know, just because it's kind of sketchy. It's kind of risky or uncomfortable, right, for a lot of people. But me trying to save money and also just like I like meeting the locals, you know what I'm saying? For many reasons, I chose to use couchsurfing in Miami. Now, uh, I want to share my experience, my experience couchsurfing, my experience with couchsurfing in Miami with you because uh, it's kind of a quirky story. It's kind of a weird story. So. Uh, it was really hard to find a host in Miami just because um, there's very few options of people that I thought I would get along well with that were actually available, um, that stayed in decent locations and stuff like that. But I finally found a guy and he stays in basically Little Havana in Miami. You know, I would say driving, it's like 10 minutes from Miami Beach. Okay. And um, I didn't read his profile carefully enough, you know, about the description of his house and things like that. Because um, anyway, let me back up. I arrive in uh, Miami and my host from Couchsurfing, he picks me up from the airport. 
you know, which was great. I thought that was really, really cool, uh, really nice of him, you know. So we go to his house, and his house is really a, a, a bedroom, if that makes sense. Like, we arrive at this house, this blue house. Um, every other house on the street was, like, brown or white, but only one house on the street was blue, and it was his. So we arrive at this house, but the house itself, I think, the way I understood it was maybe two or three bedrooms, but he only lived and had access, he only lived in and had access to one bedroom. So his entire house was a bedroom and a bathroom. You see what I'm saying? So we walk in and I'm looking around, I'm like, okay, it's kind of strange. I didn't, I've never seen that before, you know? And he's, he said something like, um, you can sleep here. And he was pointing at the bed. And then I looked at him, I was like, well, where are you going to sleep, right? And uh, he said, well, I'm, I sleep in the bed too. I was like, okay, um, all right. Uh, so just in case you you didn't understand what I just said, my couch surfing host took me to his house. There's one, it's a bedroom. There's one bed in this place. And he recommended that we both sleep in his bed. Um, yeah. So I stopped and I thought for a minute and I was, I didn't want to be, you know, like rude or give him the wrong impression. So I was just like, oh, okay. You know, but I, I was thinking about it after he said it. Cause he also said that he had like some kind of mattress he could put on the floor, but there was almost no space on the floor for me to sleep. You see what I'm saying? So I'm like, okay, sleep on the floor. Or sleep in the bed with this guy. You know? <laughs> like, I mean, it was a really tough decision. I'm not going to lie. Um, but the bed was spacious. You know what I'm saying? It was like, it was at least a full-size bed. I think it was a queen. So there was more than enough space for two people. But, man, like, I did not like the idea of sleeping in this bed with some strange man. Uh, not strange, but you know what I'm trying to say, this unknown man, um, but I said, fuck it, you know what I'm saying, um, it was like the morning time, so I had time to think about it, um, but I just left it at that, okay, but at the end of the day, um, I actually ended up sleeping in the bed with this random guy, you know, he had one side of the bed, and then there was like a pillow in between us, and I had the other side of the bed, man, it was, it was really, really strange, but, I'm one of those people who, like, I kind of just make shit work for me. You know what I'm saying? It was a really, really strange situation, but I kind of, the only other option was, like, to go find a hotel or Airbnb or a hostel or something like that in the same day and pay 30 40 50 $60 just to sleep there for one or two nights. You know, 30 40 $60 per night, and I was there for two nights, you know? So it was kind of like, okay, I'm not going to spend that money. I guess I gotta sleep in the bed with this guy, you know, I guess that's it, I'm gonna fucking do it, so, uh, I slept in the bed, uh, with this random guy, it was strange, but I made it work, and, um, I actually really didn't even sleep, man, because it was just such a strange situation, uh, I wasn't really comfortable in the, in the location, and, like, late at night, I saw, like, something, like, some cockroaches crawling on the walls and shit, man. I was like, oh, fuck. I don't know, man. I just, I really hate bugs. They make me 
ugh, you know what I mean? They make my skin crawl. Like cockroaches and spiders and shit, I fucking hate them. You know, and I saw cockroaches crawling on the wall next to me, next to the bed. And I'm like, fuck, man, I, I can't, I can't go to sleep now. So I'm just sitting there awake. And um, then he saw the, because I guess I woke him up when I jumped and when I saw the cockroaches. And he was like, you know, we can switch places if you want. You can sleep on the other side of the bed. So we switched places. But even then, I still, I was thinking about the cockroaches. I saw another one across the room. And I was like, fuck, man, this is just not ideal you know but um it is what it is or it was what it was you know so the next day um man i'm telling this story terribly because that was just one strange experience i wanted to tell you about it was like that for the both nights that i stayed there i slept in the bed with this guy i really didn't sleep at all just because i was so uncomfortable by this you know because of the situation and then thinking about the fucking bugs crawling around and shit a bug i actually saw a cockroach in the bed uh one day when i was working on my computer and i was just like man this ah, ah, just wasn't ideal um but anyway aside from that man i'm not trying to sound like a snob or nothing like that it was just uncomfortable you know i can't lie to you it was an uncomfortable experience but aside from that it was great man i mean the dude he was a really good guy a great host um that just particular experience was a little strange i also think that you know the guy was into guys if that if you if you understand what i'm trying to say i think he liked guys and i kind of got the feeling that he liked me and you know it was kind of getting a little you know how people get when they like somebody you know they they try to get closer to you and they like you know do everything they can to touch you and like and be in your face and stuff like that man i kind of got that vibe from this guy so that kind of made it even a little more uncomfortable you know because uh i'm not into that so it was just like uh, i feel like this guy wants to fuck me you know i feel like he wants to have sex with me and i'm not into that so for that reason (laughs) for that reason it was a little a little strange but like i said aside from that uncomfortable situation aside from that uncomfortable experience i had a good time in miami you know because my host was great he picked me up from the airport and took me straight to like an authentic nicaraguan 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 um restaurant and i ate something called shit i forgot the name I forgot the name of the meat it was basically like pork meat but it was really really well seasoned the flavor was amazing with rice and beans fried cheese and tortillas um and a, a juice that they call maracuya which is like passion fruit juice you know fucking amazing man and he bought lunch for me i didn't pay for anything you know what i'm saying so it was amazing a really really nice thing to do for your guest you know he was a ama- an amazing host he did everything he could to make sure i felt comfortable and at home you know did everything he could to make sure that i had a good time in miami man so i really appreciate it i really did um so yeah i mean what with everything i just said i'm not trying to say that it was a bad experience because it wasn't it was a little strange at times you know uh and when you when we're talking about you know the bed situation and this guy you know it was a little weird but i had a good time you know miami is a great city to vacation but I don't know if I could live there, you know. It's a beautiful city, though. I mean, the beach is amazing. Um, the weather is great, you know. 
um it's a tropical city and uh there's i mean i can't say if there is or is not a lot of things to do i was only there for two and a half days uh so i really didn't do too much but i was staying in little havana and i walked around the neighborhoods it was nice it was calm it was pretty quiet you know the public parks are nice because um there's a real sense of community in the in the neighborhood that I was in, you know, you see old people, young people, men, women, um, people playing soccer, people playing basketball, exercising, you know, people walking in the park, you know what I'm saying? Everybody just, you know, having a good time, you know, just really, I really felt like it was a, a there was a real sense of community, you know what I'm saying? And that was nice. That was really nice because you don't see that everywhere, you know. And uh, another thing I noticed about Miami is when you go to Miami, you, in my experience, you speak and listen to more Spanish than English just because there's so many Spanish-speaking Latinos that come from, you know, Cuba, uh, Dominican Republic, from, uh, from Nicaragua, from Honduras, from Guatemala, from Mexico, I mean, from Colombia, from all over Central and South America, you know what I'm saying? So really it's when you're in you know the inner city miami it's really difficult to find people that how can i say it's difficult to not speak and hear spanish you know what i'm saying i thought that was curious you know but um i think miami is cool man they have free public transportation like a free train that runs through uh the city a free bus and the metro is like five dollars for the day you pay like five dollars and you get access to the metro all day um with no limits you know what i'm saying so it was cool i would recommend that you visit miami but i wouldn't recommend living there just because it's not my style of city you know it's not there was nothing that said man i gotta stay here you feel me but uh, i think the city has it has character has identity you know, you get the Latino vibe. There's black and white people, obviously. I mean, I'm sure you can find a little bit of everything in most major cities in America. But, I mean, I would say it's dominated by Latinos, for sure. You know, so if that's what you're into, if that's something that sounds interesting, then I definitely recommend uh, Miami, you know. But, like I said, I was only there for three days. So, I can't say too, too much about the city. But it was a, it was a good experience. It was an adventure that's for sure um and then saturday no friday night friday night i flew from miami florida to um brasilia brazil we stopped in punta cana to refuel the plane and if you don't know punta punta cana is in the dominican republic i think it's like two or three hours from miami by plane and then we flew from there to brasilia which is basically like this the center of brazil more or less you know um and that was like man a fucking six and a half hour flight bro oh my god dude i just i really 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 hate flying on planes man i really hate it like i'm not afraid of planes i mean i've been flying on planes since i was a kid even after having an anxiety attack on an airplane i still don't mind i mean i'm not afraid i should say i'm still not afraid of flying on planes because the anxiety attack i had wasn't because i was on a plane you see what i'm saying um 
So I'm not afraid to get on planes and fly. I just fucking hate it because it's like you got to sit in this tiny ass airplane seat. They make the seats so small so they can obviously fit as many seats as possible, you know, because they're it's a business. They want to make as much money as possible. So what that means is you have to sit in one position for the duration of your flight. So if your flight is nine hours, guess what, partner? You're sitting in the same position for nine hours. Nine hours. What the fuck am I supposed to do for nine hours in a chair? You know, there was no TVs on the plane. You know what I'm saying? We were flying at nighttime, which was good because theoretically you can you can sleep, but I can't sleep on an airplane. I even took melatonin, which is basically it's like sleep medicine, but it's natural because we already we already have melatonin in our bodies. I mean, it, from what I understand, it's the chemical in your brain that basically tells you it's time to go to sleep. So it's a naturally it's a natural chemical that we already have. It's just somehow they put it in pill form and you take it and it not it sort of gradually makes you sleepier until you just fall asleep. And I took like double the recommended dosage just because I know it's hard for me to go to sleep. That shit did not work for me. OK, I couldn't sleep on the plane. So for six and a half hours, I'm kind of just in between being awake and being asleep in this uncomfortable position because you can't even really lean your chair all the way back. You know, it was just ah, fucking terrible, man. It was terrible. Um, yeah, but eventually we arrived, you know, uh, in Brasilia, which was cool. Um, the one positive thing about long distance flights, I guess, is that they offer you food. You know, they offer dinner and breakfast, which is obviously I think they should, considering the amount of money you pay for fucking plane tickets, right? Anyway, we arrived in Brasilia, safe, no problems, thank God, and um, everything was good. So I went through customs. Here comes the funny part. Uh, I went through customs, which was basically, if you don't know what customs is, it's like when you arrive in a foreign country, you need to go through a specific line to, le- to let the government know you're, you know you're a foreign person arriving in this country. They just need a record of the fact that you have arrived and that you are here in this country. So you go through customs or it's not really immigration. I'll call it customs. And you know, you give them your passport, tell them why you're why you're visiting and blah blah blah, all that formal stuff. And then if you have a connecting flight, which I did, then you go to your connecting flight. Now the problem was when I tried to go to my connecting flight, I had an electronic boarding pass. You know, not the paper version, but just only on my cell phone. And apparently you need like a QR code on the electronic boarding pass and my boarding pass didn't have the QR code for the man to scan and let me go. So he said, okay, listen, you can go to this machine on the other side of the fucking airport and print your boarding pass. No problem. I'm like, okay. So I run over to the machine. I try to print my boarding pass. However, I forgot to check in for my flight and you can only check in for your flight two hours before your actual flight. You know, you have to do it less than 20 hours before, but more than two hours before. You see what I'm saying? And I only had like 10 minutes before my connecting flight. So I'm like, fuck, what am I going to do? I can't print the ticket because I can't check in. You see? So I run over to the counter 
of the airline and I just I see a woman and I explain the situation to her and she was like uh I don't know you know I'll try to help you but I can't make any promises so she runs over to another guy he runs over to me and asks for my passport so he takes my passport and he runs back to the counter and does some kind of magic and you know like a minute or two later he comes back with a piece of paper and my passport and says listen man you need to run now Right. So basically what he was telling me is my flight was leaving in like three or four minutes and he managed to print my boarding pass for me. And I need to basically run through uh, the line security and everything and get on this flight. So I'm like, fuck. So I'm running, (laughs) fucking running through the airport like it's a movie or something. I got my backpack and my duffel bag and I look fucking insane because I'm about to miss my flight. I get through the line. I give the man my boarding pass. And then I I run through um, security, you know, and then I run to the gate and I'm approaching the gate and I can hear this woman calling my name uh, on the intercom saying, like, listen, the flight's about to leave. Um, If you're here, please come to the counter now and, you know, give me your boarding pass. Get on the plane. So I'm like, fuck. So I run to the counter. I give the woman my boarding pass. and She's like, "Okay, have a good trip. So I run down to the plane. I sit on the plane. I think I was the second to last person, maybe the last, but I think the second to last person to get on the plane. And um, like three minutes later, they shut the door and we prepare for takeoff. (sighs) So, yeah, um, that was fun. That was definitely fun. A little small adventure inside the big adventure, you know, almost missed my flight to Sao Paulo, but um, I made it. You know, I think the flight from Brasilia to Sao Paulo was like an hour and 10 or 15 minutes at the most. So it was cool. And then um arrived in Sao Paulo, man. And holy shit, was it cold. I was not expecting. I was not expecting it to be this cold in Sao Paulo, man. It was like 10 or 11 degrees when I got here, which isn't freezing. You know what I'm saying? But it's cold. It's fucking cold. So, um... And I didn't bring any winter clothes, you know what I'm saying? Because I wasn't expecting genuine cold. Like, my friends were telling me, yeah, right now in Sao Paulo, it's, you know, 15, 18 degrees. You know, it's cold. I'm like, bro, 18 degrees is fucking, that's nice, man. That's nice. So I was expecting 18 or 20 degrees. But no, my friend, it was like 10 degrees outside. And all I had was like a T-shirt and a very, very, very light windbreaker, like a very light light extremely light jacket so um yeah but we made it safe like i said arrived and um left the airport and man my good friend leonardo uh that i've known is fucking crazy man i've known this guy for four years but only on the internet we've only talked on skype and whatsapp and stuff like that and he picked me up from the airport man and i I, bro i'll probably never forget like just seeing him for the first time being able to shake his hand and give him a hug you know what i'm saying and actually meet him in real life it was amazing man it was amazing it was really cool um he's one of my best friends man one of the best people i know so to be able to meet him in real life and actually hang out with him is just it was amazing for me you know and it was even better because i got off the flight at like 11 in the morning he picked me up from the airport And instead of going to my apartment and, you know, like resting and relaxing, we went straight to like this fundraising event or this benefit, you know, to 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 raise money for families that need help and stuff like that, where they were selling food and drinks and they had live music. 
you know, and um, his whole family went. So I got to meet his mom, his sister, his brother-in-law, um, his fiance, his nephew, you know what I'm saying? Everybody was at the event and um, we ate feijoada, which if you don't know, is like a famous Brazilian dish, you know, with um, meat and rice and beans and and uh, it's, man, amazing food. Let me just say that. If, if you ever come to Brazil, you have to try feijoada. I mean, it's a classic dish, and I think it's classic for a reason. It's fucking amazing. And also caipirinha, which is like, um, it's alcohol made from sugar cane, if I'm not mistaken, which is also amazing. It goes very well with feijoada, too. But uh, it was amazing, man. It was amazing. We had great live music. The band was, um, how can I say, the band was excellent. They played really, really well. Yeah, the food was good. Everybody just had a good time, man. Just everybody laughing and talking and and uh, enjoying the Saturday, man. So it was really, really cool to be able to do that. I mean, uh, I started my trip in Sao Paulo the best way possible, you know, thanks to Leonardo. So, if Leonardo, if you're listening to this, man, I really appreciate you. I love you, bro. Uh, I had a great time, you know. And then after that, we, he took me to the supermarket. We got some food from my apartment stuff like that we drove around the city a little bit just so i could see different neighborhoods and stuff so man my first day in sao paulo i could not have been better you know what i'm saying it really could not have been better um and then you know after that i really have just been you know exploring little by little taking care of like annoying administrative stuff you know getting like a a foreigner's id trying to buy a metro pass um you know stuff like that just doing and trying to buy a cell phone chip so i can communicate outside of the house and stuff like that just annoying stuff like that man that i've been trying to do these last few days and then i'm still working i'm still giving classes every afternoon um which is cool you know that's one thing that i said before that was kind of new for me is traveling for pleasure and also working at the same time you know so i'm experimenting these first two weeks trying to find a good schedule because I really don't want to be in the house all day giving classes, but I also still want to make money. You know what I'm saying? And I still want to uh, serve my students uh, as much as possible. You see what I'm saying? So, um, yeah. Yeah. So I guess now really I can just end the podcast by talking about my first impressions of the city of Sao Paulo, man. Because it's, bro, like every most people know Sao Paulo is a huge city. One of the biggest in the world, actually. But until you arrive in Sao Paulo, you really don't have an idea of how fucking huge the city actually is. It is fucking huge, bro. Fucking huge, bro. It is so big, this city. It is so big. It doesn't make any sense. I think there's like 20 million people here. You know, like 13 in like the actual city of Sao Paulo and like 7 million more people in the surrounding cities, you know, like the suburbs of Sao Paulo, and everybody's coming and going all day, every day, it's, uh, man, it's insane, it really is insane, and I haven't even been in the streets during rush hour, so, you know, I only, I can only imagine it's probably times 10 during rush hour, you know what I'm saying, but, um, yeah, man, I really don't understand why so many people say so many negative things about Sao Paulo, you know, because so far, I love it here. I fucking love it here, man. Everything you need is here. There's something for everybody, you know? All kinds of music, all kinds of food, all kinds of people. 
you know what I'm saying, different lifestyles and, and cultures and, and races and everything just sort of clashing together in one city, you know. So I think any kind of person from any kind of country or place in the world could come to Sao Paulo and find something that they identify with or find something that interests them, you know what I'm saying. So I love that. I love places like that, which is why I love big cities, you know. I think it can be a little complicated. Like, for example, the traffic is fucking retarded man i mean it's insane the traffic sometimes both on the streets with the cars and buses and everything and also just the amount of people on the public transport in the metro the on i mean on the metro on the bus um on the train and things like that it's just so many people so you kind of have to get accustomed to that but it's really no big deal you know what i'm saying i think the public transportation is are quite efficient considering the size of the city and the amount of people that use it i think the public transportation in sao paulo is um really efficient man obviously you spend a lot of time using public transportation just because the city is so big but using the train the metro and the bus you can and uber you know you can pretty much get to anywhere you need to go in the city no problem you know what i'm saying um but yeah, the size of the city is definitely what makes the biggest impression when you first arrive, without a doubt. I think this is the only city that I've ever been to in the world that makes me feel smaller. Like, I genuinely feel physically smaller when I'm in Sao Paulo, you know what I'm saying? Like, just because the size of the city, the size of the buildings, you know what I mean? The landscape, I just feel, like, I, I genuinely feel Maybe I should say I feel my real size, you know, it just it reminds me of how small I actually am in comparison to the city, the country, the world, the universe. You know what I'm saying? Sao Paulo just reminds me, I should say, of how small we actually are, you know. Um, it's interesting. I've never felt like that before in any other city that I've ever been to. I've been to a lot of different cities, you know. Um Another thing that, that you notice immediately when you arrive in Sao Paulo is the pollution, you know, not just the air pollution, which is actually pretty bad, at least in the city center. You know, I haven't traveled to too many different neighborhoods yet, but in the city center where I'm staying right now, the air pollution is pretty bad, man. Like every time you leave the house, you feel like you're smoking two or three cigarettes walking down the street, like a pack of cigarettes or something. You just feel like you're smoking. Every time you leave a house, man, just because there's so much air pollution, so many cars and buses and things like this going here and going there. So there's just so much smoke in the air. You know what I mean? And a lot of people smoke cigarettes here in Sao Paulo. You see it everywhere. People smoking cigarettes, you know, I don't know if that's a cultural thing or maybe just, you know, a coincidence. Maybe it's not like that everywhere you go. But in the places I've been everywhere, you find somebody smoking cigarettes, you know. But not just the air pollution that you notice, but the noise pollution. You know what I'm saying? Like, the neighborhood I'm staying in, Bella Vista, it's actually pretty, it's mellow, man. It's pretty calm and quiet. Um, it's pretty quiet at night and things like that. But even still, just being in the city center during the day, you hear um, quite a bit of noise in the building that I'm staying in, but also the cars passing on the street, people passing on the street and stuff like that. Um, but it's not, I mean... It's nothing that you can't get used to. It's not like you can't bear it. It's not like you can't deal with it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's just something that you notice when you when you first arrive here. 
And um, like I mentioned before, another thing that I noticed is it's a huge city, but it's pretty easy to get around. Like if you if you buy a metro pass for the month that gives you access to the bus, the train, and the metro, it's pretty easy to get to most places, man. As a tourist, as a tourist, you know, like I'm sure if you if you're a local, you probably you know need to go to much more specific places, or you live maybe far away from a train station and things like this. But as a tourist who's staying very close to a metro station and there's plenty of bus stops and things like that, it's it's really easy to get to most places that a tourist would want to go in this city, man. I mean, it's it's really impressive. You know, I've only had to use the metro so far. I haven't had to use the bus or the train yet. I plan to, but I haven't had to yet. You know what I'm saying? So, um you do a lot of walking because obviously the metro doesn't go everywhere but uh, i also think that's good for you that walking is good for you so that's not a problem i just think if you're if you plan to come to sao paulo it's something you need to prepare for because you do a lot of walking and there's also a lot of um how can i say ups and downs there's lots of hills you know you have to walk up steep streets and then walk down steep streets is very very common in sao paulo but like i said i look at it as exercise you know so for some people, it might be a problem, especially if, you know, um, you have problems, like physical problems. But for most people, I think it's good that you get that exercise. You know what I'm saying? You definitely get exercise living in Sao Paulo because um, you have to walk a lot. And everybody walks extremely fast here. It's another thing I noticed is um, I guess just because the city is so big and you spend so much time in public transportation, people try to get to and from wherever they're going as fast as possible to not waste any more time you know what i'm saying and also i mean it's a it's a it's a financial center of the country and also latin america in general i mean so much business gets done in sao paulo um the fuck is that anyway so much business and stuff gets done in sao paulo that um people are busy all the time so many professionals going here and there and here and there so people just move extremely fast i thought i was crazy at first when i got here but i imagine it's like that in every big city new york or london or paris or tokyo but definitely in sao paulo man um if you move slow just stay to the right you know what i mean like if you're on the train or the escalator or in the street just move to the right and let people pass you know what i'm saying just to avoid any problems or headaches because people they move very fast here you know and they don't like it when you get in their way you know because they got places to go they got things to do so it's just something you should know if you plan to come to sao paulo you know now um one thing that another thing i really don't like that i've noticed very very early during my stay is the bureaucracy in sao paulo and honestly i think it's like that in all of brazil just the fucking the 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 way that they the special talent that they have for complicating the simplest of tasks you know what i'm saying like something as simple as buying a cell phone chip you have to buy you have to get a foreigner's id and then you have to register with the the federal police to get another foreign id you know and only then can you buy the cell phone chip and then you have to register the cell phone chip with your foreign id you know, just to get a cell phone chip. 
If you want to buy a Metro Pass, you have to get your foreign ID and register your Metro Pass with your foreign ID and send in a photo so that they know you're the owner of the Metro Pass. So some, if somebody steals it, then they can't use or they can't reload your Metro Pass or something like that. I mean, I understand the precaution. I understand theoretically, but dude, I don't, I don't understand why you need to do so much just to, to do so little. You know what I mean? Like, maybe I'm not explaining myself very well, but just to do the simplest of fucking things. The simplest of things. You got to go here and there and talk to this person and talk to that person and stand in this line and then stand in that line and fill out this document and then that document. For the simplest of fucking things. To buy concert tickets. To buy concert tickets, bro. You have to go get a foreign ID and then register and, and then... I don't know. I don't know. It's just different. It's just different. Where I come from, it's not as complicated. You don't need to do as many things, you know, to accomplish the simplest of tasks. You know what I'm saying? So it's just different. It's something that I have to get used to. And I'm definitely not a patient person. So it's very difficult for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, ah. But I'm going to be here for three months. So I guess I got to get used to it. Right? Um, if you're Brazilian and you're listening to this, please explain to me why the fuck is there so much bureaucracy in this country? I don't understand it. I just, you know, I'm not, I'm not, not necessarily complaining. I know, I know it's not my country. I know it's different. I just want to understand why. Why, you know? So please, one of my Brazilian friends, if you could explain it to me, send me an email, Englishwithkaizen at gmail.com. Find me on Instagram at americano da gema youtube find a way get in contact with me um because i really i genuinely want to know um yeah man uh that's another thing that i'm going back to like the amount of people and you know people moving fast and things like that another thing you notice here in sao paulo at least in the city center um is there's so many people and everybody's going this way and that way and this way and that way but nobody's really paying attention to their surroundings, I should say, you know, it's funny because a lot of my Brazilian friends, they talk like, you know, you have to be aware of your surroundings at all times. You can't use your cell phone in the street. You can't use cameras in the street. You might get robbed. You know, you call too much attention to yourself. But in the city center, man, during the day, Paulista Avenue, Bela Vista, Consolação, Bom Retiro, República, this, this, these areas, like, I mean, you see people are walking down the streets with their face glued to their phones. They don't look up. They don't look around. They don't look to see if somebody's coming. And like, it's it's really strange, man. People just, they cut you off walking down the street. They just cross your path. They don't say, excuse me. They don't say, please, thank you, sorry. None of that shit. It's just like, fuck you. I got somewhere to be, you know? Um, and I guess I can understand it being that it's such a big city, you know, so by nature, like that big city culture is kind of like, you know, I do my own thing and I got places to go. I don't got time for you. And I'm sure that's a very poor generalization I just made. But that's the impression that you get when you get here, man. It's like uh, people are very um, not uneducated, like very impolite in the streets, in my experience. Just talking about my personal experience, you know. In general, though, Brazilian people are extremely friendly. You know, like they like to make conversation and make friends. They're very open, warm people. You know what I'm saying? They're very welcoming. 
Um, if you stop and ask them for help, most people will do everything they can to help you. You know what I'm saying? So uh, if you just take the initiative and learn a little bit of the local language, you try and learn about the culture and show them that um, you're interested and you just need help, man, they're, they're really, even if you don't speak the language, man, even if you're, you know, a true fucking gringo like you, you know, you're out of place and, you know, all these kinds of things, they still do whatever they can to help you. So that's really nice, man. Even in a big city like Sao Paulo, you know, um, in my experience, obviously. So I guess, that, I mean, that's really it, man. I haven't explored too much. Like I said, this is day number five here. And I'm enjoying myself so far, man. I really, really, really like it here. I'm excited to ex- to explore and visit other neighborhoods and um, get to know new people and stuff like that. Try new foods, you know. I'm having a good time being able to meet friends that I've known for months. Some of some friends that I've known for years, but finally get to meet them, you know, in person in real life. It's been amazing. It's been amazing, man. I mean, I'm really, 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 really happy that I came. I'm really happy that I'm here and uh, I'm excited to see um, what the future holds. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I'll definitely be obviously continuing with the podcast like i said my my goal is to do at least one every week um but yeah we'll uh we'll see what happens you know what i'm saying i'll try to make some time for it uh but yeah i don't even know where to start man like the city is so big that you know i can go here i can go there i can go there and it's actually hard to choose what i'm gonna do every day just because there's so many things to do so um yeah, I got to sit down and make some plans cuz I think I talked about I talked about it in my last podcast. I genuinely don't like to make too many plans when I travel just cuz I like to I like adventure. I like venturing into the unknown and just letting things happen naturally. But the city's so big that if you don't make some kind of plans, uh you kind of you end up not doing anything. You know what I'm saying? You just end up doing what's comfortable, what's familiar, you know, or Maybe you don't take advantage of all the opportunities that are available to you because you simply don't know they exist. So you, in a city so big, in a city as big as Sao Paulo, you kind of have to do more research, talk to more people, and just to know what is available in the city, what is here. You know what I'm saying? What actually exists and where can I find it so that you can actually take advantage of your time in this foreign place because it would be a really shitty feeling to get back to your home country and then finally realize you could have done A, B, and C, but simply because you didn't know or you didn't take advantage of your time, you couldn't do those things, you know? So I definitely want to spend some time this week making plans. Like this weekend, for example, I'm going to Liberdade, which is like, uh, like how can I say? It's it's a famous, the neighborhood's famous because of um, the, the high concentration of Japanese and I think Chinese um immigrants or descendants that live in Sao Paulo it's like a really really um how can I say Asian neighborhood you know you find lots of Japanese and Chinese in this neighborhood Japanese and Chinese food man which is some of the best in the world I love Asian food so I really want to go this weekend to like the the open markets that they have where they sell food and and uh, other things you know and just um try the food, talk to people, just get out and explore, man. I'm really excited to do that. I think Leonardo's going to come with me. And um, yeah, maybe on Sunday I'll go to Mercadão, which is like uh, 
the municipal market, one of the biggest markets in Sao Paulo. I think it's super famous because they have all kinds of food from all over Brazil. You know, I think you really need an entire day just to explore this place or at least half a day to explore this place. I mean, that's how big it is and that's how much stuff you can find inside, you know. Uh, but that's I guess that's it. How are we doing on time? 54 minutes, man. I just ran my mouth for 54 minutes. So if you're still here at the end of the podcast, thank you for being here. This podcast, I'm not sure if it was too interesting. I just wanted to give you a quick life update share a little bit of my travel experiences with you so far you know uh, i'll definitely be doing more podcasts about my travel experiences here in brazil but um i also want to explore other topics you know other top other topics related to life no other topics related to life in english um in the next few weeks you know what i'm saying get back to just exploring different ideas and not just talking about myself and my travels you know what i'm saying so thanks again for being here. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Um, and I don't know. I think next the next podcast will probably, probably be about American accents. You know, I've been, uh, last week I didn't have too much time to do it, but I started um, preparing the new podcast, just exposing you to different American accents, like the West Coast, down South, the Midwest, the East Coast, up North, you know, just so you can get a better idea of the variety of accents that we have here and maybe also start training yourself to understand these different accents and dialects that we have in the United States, all right? So I'm not going to promise, but I would say probably the next podcast will be about that. If not, um, Check me out on Instagram. I, I normally um, release updates about the new podcast topics and things like that on Instagram. Um, so, yeah, I guess I'll leave it at that, man. This has been another episode of Life in English. I'm your host, Tony Kaizen. I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for choosing to, you know, take on the challenge of improving your English, you know what I'm saying, the right way exposing yourself to the language exploring different ideas you know what i'm saying every single day doing what's necessary to see the progress that you want uh on your english learning journey man i want to thank you for that even I mean i'm sure you're doing it for yourself but i want to thank you for doing that because by you challenging yourself by you you know taking on difficult tasks and things like and things like that you not only make yourself a better person you know and not you not only enrich your own life and create more opportunities for yourself. But by doing that, by making yourself a better person, by, you know, creating more opportunities for yourself, by making your life better, you organically, inevitably make the lives of those around you better. You know what I'm saying? You inspire those around you. You touch those around you. So I want to thank you for that, man, because um, that's how we that's how we make things better. Right. So once again. This has been another episode of Life in English. I'm your host, Tony Kazin, and I'll talk to you later. Peace! Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.